drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Twin Lions. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. D, Troy Kool-Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are here on a Monday. Fantasy football flavor F3 is in the building. Chuck, what's going on, buddy? Ready to talk some fantasy football and let me drop some knowledge on you or what? What up, Oak? What up, people? Yes, sir. Let's get on it. (laughs) <laughs> let's do this dang thing and man uh it is heating up man we were in like what this is kind of first second week of august this is when people are are uh diving into fantasy football i mean you and like at least one other person is out there getting a magazine trying to figure out what's going on and people are trying to study up because uh mid to end of the month man people gonna be doing fantasy drafts so this is the show where me and you chop it up talk about all things fantasy football there's no other place to start, buddy, than starting right off with Antonio Brown. I mean, this guy has been an absolute top-flight receiver, doing big things in Pittsburgh. They kind of got sick of him, went out to Oakland, signed a big contract. Now, within the last week, as Hard Knocks gets going on HBO, we hear this dude uh, fried his feet in some type of cryo chamber of some sort, thought he would just walk in there barefoot. I don't know what's going on there. And then the dude's got some issue with his helmet, saying he's going to give up $40 bucks if he can't wear this old scraggedy helmet he's had on since probably playing for the Chippewas. I mean, talk to me about Antonio Brown. Like, what do you think is going on? Does this impact his fantasy football draft stock? I mean, what's going on with this guy? This is a guy I I think is still a top-flight receiver. Oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely still a top-flight receiver for sure. The problem is with that helmet thing is that his high-top fade will not fit in the new helmets. So if he yeah. has to get those new helmets, he's going to have to get a haircut. And I don't think that's going to fit well with Antonio Brown. Um, what what is he rocking now? Because he's had some dues and he went to that, that blonde mustache. I mean, what's going on with this guy as far as look these days? I think he got rid of the blonde mustache, but I think he's still got like that pyramid <laughs> high top fade that kind of goes like in a, in a snake mountain look kind of thing. <laughs> okay. I think he's still yeah, got that. Doesn't, that doesn't work in the helmet though. No, not in the new, the new, uh, those new helmets, but in the old style <laughs> helmet, you know, you can still get that in there to squish it down a little bit, but, uh, yeah, they just don't fit well in those new helmets. I liked it better when he had like the, uh, the, uh, fade stairs, you know, where he had a little bit of step here and then a step up and then another step up. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Those would yeah. fit well in the new, the new, uh, hyperspeed helmets. But, um, as far as getting, <laughs> I don't know how you get your feet frostbit, man. I'm not sure how you do that. I've never <laughs> been in one of those cry- cryogenic, uh, treatments that he was in i know he's done quite a few of them but it seemed like he would know that he had to wrap his feet on something yeah exactly i mean how do you not know my other conspiracy theory is just like you know these vets don't want to be doing all this bs they do at training camp so he he might have uh you know, I'm sure he's not missing all the running, all the different stuff they're doing. Like Antonio Brown's in shape. He's ready to go. Like 
you know, I had a draft, which we'll talk about later here on the show, and everybody was staring away from him. Everybody's scared. It's kind of like, I mean, you don't you don't think this guy's going to be ready to rock and roll come September. You don't think he's going to play when he's got 30 to 40 million bucks locked up. The the Raiders paid him. And, uh, you know, yeah, the feet's a little bit of an issue, but I mean, we're not asking him to play tomorrow. I was hearing the radio saying like, Oh, he might not be ready till mid season with these feet. I'm like, I've heard a couple doctors say a dude's going to be fine, but yeah, he's got a few weeks. He needs to be off these things to get it, get these puppies back going. So I feel good about him. I mean, uh, again, back to fantasy football, are you moving him up and down your board or where are you taking Antonio Brown these days? I, I still like him in the first round. I still, I still think he, you know, he's up there in, in like you said, in the top. I still got him in the top three, four receivers. I think uh, he's going to get the ball force fed to him. So he's still going to put up numbers. You know, they didn't, they didn't uh, go out and get him for nothing. So you're going to see Derek Carr just sling it to him. And I think he's going to, you know, catch majority of them. He's going to put up some big numbers. I still think. Yeah. That's a little bit of a, uh... Um, drop the hammer kind of uh, alert by Chuck there. I mean, draft boards now, I've seen Antonio Brown going in the third round. I see him down at the seventh, eighth receiver. I mean, this is the panic that I see from the fantasy community. So you're still not only believing in the guy, but you're basically not moving him at all, if not a lot higher, it sounds like, than most. Yeah, I mean, if, if I have an early pick in the first round, and this guy's coming back to me in the second round. Don't think I ain't pushing people out the way to get up there, put his name on the board. I mean, I don't know why he would still be there in the late second round or, or anything like that. The guy's going to put up numbers. He's Antonio Brown. He does what he does. He's, you know, like I said, he's going to get his, the ball force fed to him. He's going to score some points. Yeah, exactly. He's going to get the football. They're going to feature him. They have paid the guy. He has a burr under saddle to show Pittsburgh that he is, is the man, and they shouldn't have got rid of him just because he's got an opinion and, like you said, got some funky hairstyles and, and pulled a few antics. So he, you know, like I said, he's a beast on the field, works hard, puts up numbers. Yeah, diva, kind of crazy off the field. Yeah, but when he's healthy and, and he's in a good situation, the guy goes out and, and – is absolutely a top three to five receiver. He's barely over 30 years old. I still love the guy. And uh, I think all this is noise. This is what happens in fantasy football, man. Something comes up and people just start freaking out, dropping people off the board, not taking him. And that's when you can really find some great value. So um, I, I'm definitely keeping him in that value range, not too worried about it. Other than, yeah, I think his feet do need to heal up sooner than later. Uh, but, you know, this stuff takes time. Hopefully it was just some crazy. You know, everything happened. Something crazy happened and, you know, his feet got all messed up. Like, you know, I think it just needs some time and that kind of stuff happens in life. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens with Antonio Brown. But uh, let me throw this next one at you. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think his biggest tragedy this year is going to be how is he going to wear that meat coat out there in Oakland or Los Angeles? It's, it's hot. He can't wear that meat coat out in Pittsburgh. He got away with it. But you get out there to L.A., uh, man. Woo, it's hot out there. Yeah, I don't know, man. You already seen him wearing the like neon spandex and all type. I mean, he's gonna find a way to do something. So yeah, the the mink might be might be back in Pittsburgh or in some other Arctic area, but Antonio Brown's gonna find a way to stand out. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I'll have to check eBay and see if that's on there. <laughs> yeah, let me know on that. But uh, speaking of uh, for sale. Uh, Duke Johnson, man, this guy's been begging to get out of Cleveland, and and of course, you know the old uh, 
BS meter in the NFL is always going off when he wants to get out of town. They already got other good running backs and you got everybody in Cleveland saying, Oh no, we love Duke Johnson. He's going to make a lot of plays for us. We got big roles for him. Yeah. They slapped a priority mail uh, sticker on his behind and sent him out of town to Houston this last week. I mean, what do you think about that trade? What do you think he can do in Houston? Does it impact his fantasy value at all? There could he have landed in a better spot though? Seriously. Oh, I love it. Going out to Houston, he's already got a you know he's already got a playmaking quarterback back there. I think he's got the top receiver in the in the league right now. You know he's going to go out there. He's going to make plays. He's going to he's a obviously a lot better uh, uh, receiver than Lamar Miller is. Uh, he's a lot quicker than Lamar. I think he's uh he he landed in a perfect spot out there in Houston, and he's gonna I think he's going to turn some heads and make some uh, make some fantasy owners very proud this year. Yeah, if you did your draft early, I mean, you got this guy at a crazy late value. Now he's in a great situation, as as Chuck said there, and uh, catch the football. Uh, I've never been a big Lamar Miller guy. I mean, he's been decent, but he's never going to give you ceiling. Duke Johnson's younger, I think has a different type of skill set. I think perfect little fit for Deshaun Watson there, and uh, they already got receivers and stuff on the outside. So I think uh, I think Duke could do big things out there. And uh, like I say, interesting to see a trade like that kind of as as camp gets kicked off. Definitely changes where this guy will go in drafts and what people think about him. Now, Chuck, let me hit you up with this one. Now, this comes from the one and only Grifka. <laughs> this is a guy we've talked about on the show, a player before. Grifka has some serious opinions. So uh, let me go ahead and play this quick sound clip. This was Grifka on a previous week's Kool-Aid cast, and I want to get your reaction to it. So this is Grifka's take on the one and only, the guy with the most hype, one of the biggest playmakers in the league coming into this season. Everybody's got him on their radar. Baker Mayfield. This is what Grifka had to say. I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to let you know. He sucks. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Mark it down. <laughs> that's his take. I've got that on audio for the rest of time. Griff is never going to be able to say, oh man, I knew Baker Mayfield was going to be good. Oh, okay. I, uh, I was just giving you a hard time. I didn't really believe that. Yeah. It's on audio, Griffka. Chuck, what do you think about that take from Griffka? And please tell me you don't agree with that bunch of garbage. Well, you know, Baker Mayfield isn't that bad of a quarterback. He's got, he's got all the tools around him. Um, you know, is he is he a, a high tier quarterback? Probably not. That's still to come. But he's going to have all the weapons to do what he can. He's he doesn't suck per se, like Grifka would say. But yeah, I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's uh, perfect for what they need out there in Cleveland. So you don't agree with this hot fire take from Grifka? I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to let you know. He sucks. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Mark it down. <laughs> Grifka saying he sucks is not a take. Just ask Jim Rohn. But uh, I'm, I'm surprised, Chuck. I thought you were high on Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You're saying, oh, he's not a top flight quarterback. Like, again, I'm putting this guy in my top, top five, if not my top three quarterbacks for 2019. Well, for, for fantasy football, yeah, I've got him way up there. You know, like I said, he's got everything around him. He is going to score a lot of points in fantasy football. Um, but if you put him on, like like I said, a lower-tier team, yeah, he's not going to be that great of a, run, or a quarterback, but he doesn't suck. I'm not going to say that he sucks. Um, that You know, he could be a great quarterback with time to come. We just don't know that yet. 
All right. Well, thank you, Grifka, for that gem of audio that I'm going to keep forever. And uh, I also have another gem of audio that I'm going to use on Grifka a lot during probably this show and other shows. And it's this. You got anything else for the people that's actually worth a damn? Uh, nope. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> I might just, I might just. I might just use that after every time Grifka talks for the rest of time. I don't know, but that's that's in the that's in the soundboard as well now, Grifka. So thank you for that, Jim. That's awesome. Um, so Chuck, uh, next item, I want to know from you. We've talked about Melvin Gordon basically every week on the show. The word is that he's um, there hasn't been much talks. The last thing I heard was he just basically told the Chargers like, "Hey, if you're not going to pay me, just trade me." Like. I want you to go on record right now, not only kind of what is going to happen with Melvin, but with this trade kind of demand or request, do you think you'll go anywhere? And if so, do you have any like targets in mind of where Melvin Gordon could fit? As of right now, I think he's staying put. I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think the set, uh, the Chargers are just playing a little bit of hardball with him. Uh, see how the preseason goes, see how the other, other running backs do. Um, but right as, as of right now, I don't think, um, I don't think they're going to trade him um, unless something crazy happens during the preseason with one of the Chargers running backs just going off and he can't be stopped. Um, but right now, I think they're going to hang on to him. I think eventually should get a deal done. Hmm. Well, that was that was kind of my take. But, like, you know, if I'm not hearing anything positive and he just seems fed up and saying, get me out of town, I've been leaning more towards this could be a longer holdout or – he could get dealt somewhere and like Houston was one of my, my spots. I mean, that's a team that has a defense. They got a quarterback. They got wide receivers. I felt like, man, Melvie could go to Houston, fit right in, give him the rock. I can't remember if he's from, I don't think he's from Texas. I think he's from up in Wisconsin where he went to school there or whatever. I can't remember, but um, I thought he would have been a great fit there. Now with Duke Johnson, that's obviously off the table, but uh, gosh, man, I don't think it's looking good for this guy. He really seems dug in, and it's going to hurt a lot of fantasy teams if he's not ready to rock and roll beginning of the season. I mean, like I said, he can come back in week three after the, the Lions uh, host the Chargers. It'd be fine with that, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a big fantasy impact depending on what happens with this guy. So you uh, you think he's staying? You think he will be in by the start of the season, and that's your take? I don't know if he's going to be in there by the start of the season, but I, I don't think he's going anywhere right now. Um I think a lot of teams hopefully have learned a lesson uh, with the whole uh, Le'Veon Bell thing. You know, the Steelers basically got nothing out of that, and now he's a starting running back for the New York Jets. So hopefully some teams have learned about that, and, you know, if they can't get him signed, and maybe try to trade him. You know, the only other team I could think of that may want him would maybe be like the Indianapolis Colts or something like that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, see what happens. No doubt, it's going to be important, and that leads me into my next topic off the top here, which I think uh, is something we got to get into. Chuck, we've talked about your just absolute love for the Dallas Cowboys. I try to I try to temper it on the show because we're basically a fantasy football and a Lions show here on Mondays. But uh, Zeke Elliott, will he be in training camp? Will he be there at the start of the season? Yes or no? I think he'll be there for the start of the season. Um, I bet you I see him in, in Cowboys camp, maybe in the fourth preseason game. It seems like they're they're pretty close now. The, Jerry Jones did drop a contract to him um, where he paid him as one of the top five running backs uh, in the league. Um, 
but I, I, I end up, I think they're going to end up just paying him as the, uh, you know, the highest paid running back in the league, which is well-deserved. He, uh, you know, just get him to, you know, a, a four-year contract, make him make the highest, you know, then after that four years, you guys can, they can talk about another contract. Last time I checked, Jared Jones was saying, you don't need a running back to win a Super Bowl. Last time I checked, Jared Jones was saying, oh, man, I like Tony Pollard. He could be an every down back. I mean, he's putting up a lot of statements there trying to play some hardball. So, um, you know, what is it? Is it is it that or is he just a lot of talk and he's still trying to pay this guy and get him in there? Because it, it seems like either a lot of both or a lot of posturing from uh, Jared Jones. Well, we all know about J.J., He's got the lo- the loosest lips in town, dude. He just loves to talk. He loves to focus on him. He'll drop anything down and say one thing just to get the media talking, and then in behind the the scenes, he's over here doing another thing. You know how Jerry is. He's just he's a businessman, and he he just he just loves to talk. He loves him some him. You know that's how it is. Like To, he loved me some me. That's how Jerry is. Oh man! Before we we got two other quick things before we move on to our our fan main fantasy topics of the day first of all did you hear the season predictions where me and Grifka said that the Lions were going to go ahead and take it to your Dallas Cowboys in Ford Field while you'll be there with my season tickets enjoying your sorry ass Cowboys when the Lions beat the hell out of you I heard something like that um you know (laughs) sometimes people hallucinate it is what it is you know nothing you can do about it when you hallucinate I don't know what you guys are on but uh it should be a good game down there. You know, last time I went down there, uh, the Cowboys got the victory. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a low-scoring game, more a lot lower than what you two said. But uh, I think I think Dallas is going to beat them 17-14. Well, Chuck, you know the name is the Kool-Aid cast, so we're obviously on this. Drink it in, man. Along with a side of uh, crackling. Cornbread! So, I mean, that that's where that's coming from. But I don't know why you'd think the Dallas Cowboys and the Lions are going to have a low-scoring shootout with all that offense on the field. But uh, I can't wait to talk to you after that week when we have, get a big W. Now, hey, You can win all you want as long as Dallas is in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, man, he's already conceding. I like it. Um, so before we get to our main, I, I also want your quick take. Word came out today as we were recording, about ready to record. Something about Dak Prescott wanting forty million dollars. Now, before you respond, this is a this is a family friendly show. First of all, I know that you, uh, you know, Dak Prescott, your favorite player in football. You love him as your as as the uh, America's team quarterback. Um, you can get into that if you want. But forty million bucks per for Dak Prescott. I mean, I'm a Dak Prescott supporter, and I would barely be paying him in the twenty five mils, you know, to keep him around, let alone forty. I mean. What uh, what the heck is going on there? That just seemed crazy. What the deck? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mil? Forty mil. I was I was on a uh, a cowboy fan page and you know they were going all over it. And I'm, all I threw it in there as put in there. I said, hey, can you win something before you demand forty million dollars? Win something. Go in there, win a couple playoff games, do something. You haven't won a game without Zeke in that backfield. That for a game that really actually counted in forever, I think his record's like, like what is it like five and five and six or something, something ridiculous. Step 20. your game up, you know. Yeah, exactly. Step your game up. Earn that money. Don't come over here saying forty million. Ooh, for what? What did you do yet? I cannot play with him. 
Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Derek, that's just something we probably shouldn't get me started on. That's probably for another show. <laughs> I could give you a whole a whole film session of, of, of me hating on Dak. <laughs> All right, well, let's say this. I mean, when it comes to fantasy football, Dak Prescott's been a really good fantasy quarterback. But on the football field, when it compares to these other guys, I mean, for him to just not only try to be the highest paid, but by like eight, 10 million bucks is absolutely insane. So WTD, like you said, I mean, what the heck's he thinking? Um, last quick thing. Uh, do you take stock in the preseason? I mean, we got through preseason week one. Everybody's flipping out about these undrafted players. Oh, look at this rookie. He looks like a stud. I mean, he could come out and be terrible in week two. I think people just love to overreact. They love to put all this stock in the preseason. I think you basically got to keep your, your top players where they're at. Maybe you move some guy around a little bit. You want to try to avoid injuries. But what's your take on all the craziness that happens in preseason as well as the overreaction that just seems to happen every week in the NFL? Well, that's basically what preseason is. I mean, preseason is just an overreaction. I mean, you, you'll, get, uh, you'll get a lot of these feel-good stories, and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be great. They're so – look at him. He played this. He scored this much, and – you know, they were like, oh, we should probably draft him higher. Well, no, he's still not going to be a great, great player right off the bat just because he did a few plays here in in uh, fantasy football but uh, or in the preseason games. But you, you can't you can't take that from him. I mean, he, what is this one guy from uh, Cleveland? It's a feel good story. You know, he was sleeping outside of a gym and now he's he lied his way to get into Cleveland. And now he's on the on the <laughs> roster right now with the summer with the summer contract. I mean, that's a right. feel good story. But. I'm not going to draft this guy. No, no way. Like say these people, uh, it just gets crazy this time of year. I mean, you know, Lions fans are freaking out about the, their performance and did it look good? No. But when you start looking at, they played absolutely nobody of consequence. Like, you know, even if somebody shines out, I'm not going to go crazy when they're like third, fourth on the depth chart. It's just kind of like, okay, like maybe do that for a month straight and I'll pay attention, but not one random who cares football game. So, right. uh, like yeah, say, make you got to just in the regular season. Make these yeah, plays in that, the regular season. And that's my other thing with fantasy is like people moving these top guys up and down their board. Like, oh, I was gonna take so and so at number twelve, but now he had a couple bad weeks or he's hurt in the week one of the preseason. They're moving him like late second round. I'm not drafting him. It's like really. Not draft him because he's hurt in early August, you know, or he uh, maybe uh, didn't show up when he had a couple snaps. I mean, I just think it's crazy. So, um, people out there, keep your guys where they're at. Don't overreact to injuries. Don't don't fall in love with these uh, low level players when they have a good week or two here early. Yeah, exactly. Don't try to be a super scout. <laughs> right. So, hey, Chuck. Let, Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We're coming back, man. We're going to talk about a big-time league, big-time fantasy league that I'm in. It's a slow draft. It started on Friday. I want to kind of recap who I've taken and why, get your reaction. And then you told me that you have a trade offer on the table that you want to bounce off me and kind of let the people hear, and we'll talk that through. So how about we do all that when we get back from the break? Let's do it. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team, just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? 
it's time to go see what all the buzz and the dynasty community is all about i'm talking free agency multi-year contracts a rookie draft multi-team trades franchise tags contract extensions first round rookie options automated contract and salary cap functionality and much much more think it sounds complicated it's not the best thing about reality sports online fantasy front office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league it just requires more strategy think you're among the fantasy elite well this is the platform to test your metal still not sure you can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction if you like what you see use promo code kool-aid one word lowercase promo code kool-aid to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com chuck dog man we're back everybody listening to fantasy football flavor here on the detroit kool-aid cast platform we're back and uh, i want to talk about a a fantasy draft now thanks to this podcast i've been able to make some connections in the football uh, fantasy football industry so um i'm i'm doing some work as the people know for pro football focus this year i'm excited about that and uh, also writing articles for Lions Wire as well. So if you haven't seen those fantasy articles, go check out Lions Wire from USA Today and, and give those a read. Love your reaction on that. But the pro football focus, Chuck, they have in a fantasy league, and I was able to get in it. So I think it's one of those where they got multiple divisions. I think there's over uh, 100 or so people in these leagues. But I've got my division of 12, and it started off on Friday, an offline draft. I wanted to tell you who I got. And my thought process, and then um, I know you don't have the soundboard over there, but feel free to feel free to critique as you'd like. So, you ready for me to run through this? Let's do this. Oak. Let's see what you got. <laughs> All right, man. So I had the third pick overall, and coming into it, I'm like, man, I gotta take. I'm gonna take McCaffrey or Kamara. Those are probably gonna be there, assuming Saquon goes off the board first. This is a full point PPR draft, so that does change. That's why, again, Kamara and McCaffrey seem really valuable. They seemed so valuable that the people in my league took them first. Saquon, Saquads, whatever you want to call them, falls to me at 103. Gotta love that. I just, I couldn't Highway believe rocks. it. I couldn't. I couldn't run the card up quicker to the podium. Everybody's like, oh, I don't know. He's going to be uh, – defenses will key on him. Have you watched Saquon Barkley? Have you watched him jump over people? Have you watched him run away from people? Have you watched him run over people near the goal line? Like, this guy does it all. He's a supreme talent. You don't worry about that kind of crap when you got a guy like that. So I love that pick. At 210, I had to wait a while. Comes back at 210, and there was a few names on the board, Mike Evans, um, a few other players, but – I just thought it was too good a value to talk to leave a guy there that we just talked about, Antonio Brown. I love the situation. Um, you know, I I know he's got some issues going on right now, but I think that's the reason he was still on the board. And uh, I was happy to take him there, knowing that I was going to probably come around and get a good running back on the way back. So, um, starting off the draft with Barkley and, and Antonio Brown. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? First of all, uh, in Barkley with the number three pick, man, that's highway robbery. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not, I'm not sure what these other two guys were thinking of, um, but Barkley right now, to me, he's the number one, number one player in fantasy football. If you have the number one pick, 
you take Saquon Barkley. You know, it's terrible if you don't take Barkley. So, <laughs> Did you say terrible? It's terrible. That's terrible. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> and, and yeah, Chuck, um, I, believe, I agree with you. <laughs> that's Chuck to Chuck right there. Hold on, Chuck. What you did you say? Terrible. Say it again. We'll do that's Chuck. Terrible. Chuck. That's terrible. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible, terrible idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do that on more shows. Chuck to Chuck. That's good stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, he goes number one everywhere. These guys are overthinking the PPR aspect. I mean, yeah, I like Kamara and I like McCaffrey, but you cannot totally swing your vote just because of the scoring. I, I thought it, like you said, it was a steal. Um, you've already kind of given your thoughts on Antonio, but Antonio at 210. I mean, people were saying, oh, I would have taken him in the late third round. I'm like, you would have? Because, I mean, one, he wasn't going to be there. And two, I was glad he was still there at that point. I mean, he's 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 too far down on a lot of receiver lists. Again, on this list, I think he's at eight. I mean, I, I'm going to put him at anywhere from six to four pretty much on my list. Uh, hey, Derek, you know, I can't remember where I had him. This is a full PPR league too. You said one point per reception. Yeah. 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 Like I said, oh, um, Antonio Brown is going to get force fed. He's going to have a ton of catches. I mean, getting him that late in the second round, it, to me, that's another steal. Um, yeah. I like Antonio Brown. Like I said, it, depending on what receivers were there in the late first, he he could he could go in the first round. You know, he just depending what's left. Yeah, I was uh, not only surprised, but, you know, there's some risk value, and that's why you get guys of that type of thing, because you are willing to take – I thought it was a calculated risk. I think his feet will be fine. I think he's going to have a good head on his shoulders when it counts, which is not right now. So those are my first two picks. And and going into round three, I was really hoping for Leonard Fournette. That was the guy I had pegged. It was either going to be Fournette, Gurley, or Melvin, because Melvin Gordon was slipping too. And, you know, those are big names. It would have been hard to pass on them in the third round. Melvin Gordon went one pick before me at 302. Shows how much he's fallen. He was going 5-6 overall before all this uh, holdout trade demands. But I was very happy to snag Leonard Fournette at 303. That's the 27th overall pick. I mean, people forgot Leonard Fournette. Man, this guy is... I think he's 23, 24 years old. He's a brick house. He uh, is in an incredible offense, runs the football all day, a day. Um, I, I love getting Fournette there. Kind of give me Fournette and Barkley in the backfield with Antonio on the outside. I mean, to me, that was that was solid. Let me give you the next four picks, Chuck, that I made, and then you can can kind of think of uh, – give your reaction. So um, okay. after I got Fournette, I had a long wait till pick 46. So that's the 10th pick in the fourth round of a 12 team. So of course, a lot of guys came off the board that I liked. This was kind of a tough decision for me, but one thing I uh, want everybody to do is sort of look ahead in their drafts and say like, all right, who, when I was picking at the bottom of the round, I kind of looked at the teams below me and said, okay, who can I take right now and who can I get on the way back so when I looked at it it felt like I could take a receiver at 410 and then at 503 I was probably either going to take another running back or I actually liked Deshaun Watson based on the scoring system at 503 so what I did is at 410 I took Chris Godwin um, there were a couple other receivers that were in that mix as well as some running backs but I think Chris Godwin has a lot of upside he's kind of one of those guys that hasn't done anything yet but um, I think he could blow up. Yeah, fourth, fifth round is a little bit high for him, but I uh, I felt the the value was there at 503. 
I passed up on Watson and a quarterback because I like to wait on him. And uh, this isn't a guy I love, but his stat projections as well as what this team thinks of him, they're super high on him. So Chris Carson, this is a guy that um, projected to be over a thousand yards. Um, yeah, he doesn't catch the football a ton in a PPR league, but he does um, do a lot of other things. Seattle has said he's definitely the number one still. Rashad Penny has not caught him. So I just thought, hey, let me get a third running back that I can also play in a flex spot in this league. So those are my two picks there and then another big weight. So sure enough, man, my my gamble paid off because at 610, the 70th pick overall, Deshaun Watson is still on the board. Yet what do I do? I look at the teams behind me. One's got a quarterback. Another one has taken four running backs and a receiver. So he needs a um, a set of receivers. So I go ahead and this, this guy was a little bit farther on the list, but he was projected as the best player at this spot. Sammy Watkins. This is a guy he's playing with Patty Mahomes. He hasn't blown up. He's actually burned me a couple times in fantasy leagues, but I like taking receivers with upside that are in offenses where you can't double them. It's not like it's Sammy and a bunch of bums. It's a bunch of great players and Sammy basically, which is a guy who can hopefully blow up this year. So I loved him in that offense with that quarterback. And then at 703, sure enough, my boy's still on the board. Deshaun Watson was able to get him. Uh, let's see. I was going to consider him at 46 or 51 end up getting him at 75 overall. Um, he was, uh, you know, a huge point getter in this type of league. He can run it. He can throw it. He's in a great offense. The only other guy I was thinking about was, uh, you know, his name is Baker Mayfield, who went probably two, three picks before me. Grifka, what do you think about that? I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to let you know. He sucks. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Mark it down. <laughs> so I didn't take Baker Mayfield, but I took Deshaun Watson, and I was happy about that. So, Chuck, I know I ran through it. Um, what do you think about that team so far, about halfway through this draft? Uh, so far, Derek, man, you got you got some pretty good steals. I like Fournette. Fournette could be a, a major steal if he can get back to his rookie form. Um, he's not going to give you many PPR points, but he can still run the ball, and he, he put up a ton of points and touchdowns uh, during his rookie season, so that, that definitely could be a steal. And Godwin, you know, he he's part of my sleeper pick, so I think that's a really good pick. I think he's going to have a, a a really good year out there in Tampa. Um, Chris Carson, yep, that's another good pick. You know, when you get a starting running back that's uh, capable of putting up some good numbers in the fifth round, um, you know, that's obviously a steal. Um, the only one that uh, I, I, I really don't have any comments on is Sammy Watkins. I'm just not a real big fan of him. Um, but I understand why you took him. But uh, and then Deshaun Watson, you know, he's he's a good guy in the seventh round. Uh, he's one of those guys that's going to give you some six-point touchdowns, too, with his legs. So overall, Derek, I think you're doing pretty good all the way up to the seventh round here. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I just, like I said, the only one I didn't, but I understand why you took him was Watkins. I'm not a real huge fan of Watkins. And the rest of it looks like, a steal. I mean, I'm still trying to get over Barkley at number three. That's how sad that is. And <laughs> I'm actually, um, I'm using a web tool. This is kind of the first time I've used it where not only is it suggest players as you go through, but it also kind of um, gives you a grade of kind of where you sit in the overall power ranking standings, whatever you want to call it kind of as the draft goes. So 
you know, they suggest players, they get percentages of sort of, you know, who they would take. Now I followed those on a couple, some I went off the board on, but as of right now in the uh, late sixth heading into the, no, what are we at? I took Watkins in the seventh. So we're actually mid seventh right now. When you click the power rankings, I mean, you got the Detroit Kool-Aid Oakry squad at the number one spot as well as uh in the top two i believe for overall dynasty when it comes to uh dynasty which this is not i don't think you can keep any of these guys moving forward but that just shows that not only do i have the top squad just in regular draft rankings but i got some young guys too with a bunch of upsides so i feel pretty good about that the computer is giving me that kind of ranking now let me go back to sammy watkins real quick so you have an issue with them. I said he's burned me. I mean, they paid this guy like 16 million bucks a year. So, you know, when you put that type of investment, obviously they're going to get him the football and he's, they believe in him. But um, actually, if if this guy wouldn't have gone right before me, I would have taken this guy over Sammy um, Jarvis Landry. Uh, I thought, again, in that offense, and just he's a PPR monster. He went one pick before me, but other guys around Sammy Watkins that I passed by, um, Tariq Cohen was a running back I considered, but I thought maybe, um, you know, I could leave him on the board until that next pick if I wanted to pass on Watson, Marvin Jones, Tevin Coleman, Eric Mebron, and Dante Pettis are all guys that sort of went after I took Sammy. So I really don't love any of those guys like marginally more than Sammy Biscuits. I mean, he, uh, he just needs to show up, play big. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the with the players that are left over, I mean, like I said, I can see why you took them, but I, I'm in the same boat with you. This guy, every time I needed a big, big game out of him, you know, he'd have that one catch, twelve yards, and get it here, see him again. It'd be like the first play of the game, too. Yeah, a couple years removed from the foot issues, as well as, uh, like I said, if if they got Hardman and uh, Tyreek now, they'll be taking the top off, and Sammy can uh, be the forgotten man and kind of just catch some balls. But I'd love to see him get around, you know, eighty to eighty-five catches, as well as get in the end zone. He did find the end zone, I think, a decent amount towards the back half of last year. But I agree with you. I think that'll probably be the swing player for me right now. If he blows up, you know, that's basically championship. If not. Um, that could hurt me as well as, you know, people are hating on me for Antonio Brown. But I mean, I think where I got him as well as, you know, how early we are in the process, like, you know, I'm not too worried now. Could he miss some games with his feet? Could that hurt me? Sure. But we also had people taking, you know, AJ Green in the sixth, feeling good about it. And I'm like, last time I checked, AJ Green's definitely out for at least three to six weeks. And you heard what we thought about him a few weeks ago when we talked about him. So, um, you know, I, I felt like Sammy's younger, better risk as well as Antonio Brown than uh, a guy like AJ, even if you're getting him a few uh, rounds later. So that's my squad. I mean, uh, the rest of the draft, I'm definitely going to be trying to load up on skill players. I'm probably going to wait on both tight ends and my backup quarterback till quite a bit later until I feel like the value is right. And uh, we'll hit the people up with this team uh, once it's over and kind of give you guys a recap. So Chuck, man, you said you had a trade on the table. We love trade offers. Let's get into that. What you got? So this is, this isn't anything to do with me, but this came across my league, uh, my re- league homepage. And I looked at it and I'm like, I'm not quite sure how I feel about this trade. It was not to me. It's between two other guys, but um so basically, this how, is. How, go ahead. Hold on. How, how do you see a? It's an offer that you're able to see, or it's done. No, it's an offer. How, why do you see offers from other teams? That's I never heard that in my life. I don't know. It just comes across. I guess as a commissioner, you can see everything. 
<laughs> oh man, I hope I hope your league mates are listening. That's that's straight up uh, some shady business there, Chuck Doc. I got to well, sound yeah. the alarm on you for that. Well, yeah, I mean, I go in there and I if I don't like it, I I change it. But <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> what what is going on here? You shouldn't be able to see random trades other people talk, are offering. Talk to Yahoo. I have no idea. So, anyways, <laughs> let me let me let me get on to this. All right. All right. Yeah. So this is this is a keeper league. Okay. So. Somebody offered another owner for uh, for Saquon Barkley. Mr. Barkley is terrible. Um, they offered him Gurley, James Conner, Tyreek Hill, and a first-round pick for Barkley. What? So, so you talk, talk to me what you think about this trade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is garbage for so many reasons. Hold on. I got to... I don't know if I got a good sound effect for this one, but I might need it because this is this is like wrong on so many levels. First of all, I mean, again, people in the league, no wonder Chuck's probably finishing, you know, top of the standings. He's he's be able to review everything that happens before it happens. That's that's a no go. Second of all. What are you even considering trading Saquon Barkley for? I mean, the guy's, like you said, the number one pick in fantasy. He's young. Uh, that makes no sense. And then the guy that's trading for him, what, you're giving up three top talents and a uh, a first rounder? I mean, is this is this Herschel Walker part two or what's going on? So I think it's a an absolute miss on all three levels. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're I, saying. I'd be... I'd be keeping Barkley. I'd be keeping my other three good players and my first rounder if I was the other team. And an upstanding commission like myself uh, ha- not only has no way of seeing it, but would never do such a thing and be able to see trades that are going on with the, that don't involve themselves. I mean, come on. Come well, we on, have a voting system on trades. Come on, Derek. Get with, get with, your, get with the updated programs. And, it, and, you know, it doesn't push- matter. Like, like you can see Look. it, so you'd be, you could go to the Saquon by, hey, I was just curious if you were willing to consider offers of Barkley when you already know he is. Well, that's who, who said he was taking offers. Somebody just offered it to him. <laughs> that doesn't mean he's looking to trade him. The fact that you can see it is garbage. Anyway, well, you're garbage. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, no, I I see what you're saying. Um, the only thing is that I, I looked on the the guy's team that had Barkley. He doesn't have much else. Um, the only good thing that would be is obviously it would give him, uh, you know, three three really good players and a and a first round pick, and it would yeah, it would be like Herschel Walker part two. I mean, one team will be able to build it. The other one would get a top dog. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but <laughs> Okay, well, note to self to me. First of all, ask Chuck before the show about these trades because this is just an odd trade on so many levels. Second of all, note to self, get in Chuck's leagues because this is a ridiculous trade. This is the only time I'd ever trade Barkley is to some idiot that was going to give up three good players in a first rounder um, or even offer that. And uh, don't note to self, don't get in Chuck's leagues because he he knows everything that's happening behind the scenes. But doesn't tell anybody it. until it's, he's live on the podcast. And gives it's called voting. Away. It's called it's called a voter. You put it, It's in every Yahoo league. It's in like three of the five that I'm in. And all you do is they put a trade in and you can see the trade and you vote on it. Right. Once it's accepted, not not just random offers. You can just peruse random offers before they're even accepted. That's that's not that's not I the th- norm, buddy. I think you're random. <laughs> oh man, don't don't make me give you the uh 
the Griff can use it because you know I'll do it. I think that trade, whoever does it or whoever offered it, deserves some where's, of this. Where's Todd? Whoever makes that trade is going to be a loser. And then, uh, did you just uh, bring up Todd? Yeah, is Todd in? Hello. My name's Todd. <laughs> no, but I've got that gem now on the soundboard forever. Hello. Awesome. My name's Todd. <laughs> oh, so yeah, no Todd this week, but I'm I'm assuming and hoping that he will be back. So no uh no uh verbal questions and Chuck, man, we gotta get that Twitter going to yours. We gotta get questions from the people. So gotta I'm get you to, out there, man, doing some things. I'm trying to learn how to use this 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 tweeter. I can't <laughs> I can't I can't seem to get it going. Are are you decent on Snapface or uh, you know? <laughs> I'm on the Facebook right now and I can't seem to get this this tweeter working. Oh my gosh, man! Can I get some more technical uh, friends? I, all these friends I have. Grifka doesn't even own a computer. Uh, you, you're you're back on the times. The big Hughes has no idea how to work anything. I mean, I got to get some new friends. <laughs> Wait, weren't you the one that just asking me uh, how to fix your auxiliary? And how to get some soundboards fixed. And hey, can you come look at this? But you're not technical. No, no, that was <laughs> no, that, that was me. The, yeah, I couldn't figure out how to do the soundboard. Right? <laughs> that was my friend Eric Dokri. Yeah, and and were you any help when I asked how to do uh, all the soundboard stuff? No, did I figure it out on my own? Yes. So come on, don't hit me with that. I mean, Whatever. until you until like, you get that Twitter account above. Wire into the to the soundbar. I go. You don't use video. Oh, you don't? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh man, people! This is Chuck just telling uh, telling lies here. I mean, uh, absolutely uh, garbage. Uh, we got to get it off the show, so I'll drop the hammer on him. Ah! No, you don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. That's not a good call by Chuck. We have had Two a good show down. though. <laughs> Other than the end here, what uh, you got? Anything else, man? Before we get up out of here, it's about time to close this thing down. It's getting ugly in here. <laughs> <laughs> no oak i'm good all right well everybody it was another ko for oakry on an incredible show i got a great team uh show chuck what's up i mean actually drop the one two three punch on him oh and then that ko at the end so everybody uh you know who's bringing the knowledge and you know who's got the magazine everybody knows uh we'll get up out of here this week for the fantasy football flavor uh hit chuck up chuck underscore c reeves 33 you can get at me at Derek Oakry d-e-r-e-k-o-k-r-i-e we love your questions we love all your fantasy talk and you can always hashtag it fantasy kool-aid that'll get to us too if you got the questions you want to give us a review of the show all types of stuff so for me and for chuck we're going to close this down we'll catch you guys next monday talking all things fantasy football right here on the detroit kool-aid cast platform fantasy football flavor check you guys later we're out Drink it in, man.